You're listening to the Sunday Session Podcast with Francesca Rutkin from Newstalk ZB. The Writers Guild strike in Hollywood is now into its second week and the list of shows delayed or stopping production is growing by the day. To talk about the impact deadline, Hollywood's Dominic Patton is with me now. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well. Very well. Thank you from a very hot L.A. Oh, how lovely. Uh, This strike is really starting to be felt in Hollywood, isn't it? It is now. I mean, the first week or so, what we really saw when the writers went on strike after their talks with the studios fell apart, is you saw some of the late night shows. They kind of closed down. And then it kind of felt like a bit of a Cold War. Nothing really seemed to happen the first few days. There was picketing, and you know that got a little bit of attention and what have you, more than a little bit, obviously. But what we've seen in the past, over this second week is an escalation. And by that I mean is, to explain to listeners, in, in America, the Writers Guild of America is on two different coasts. So there's the Writers Guild of America. America East, and there's the Writers Guild of America West. Now, the Writers Guild of America West clearly has more members, because that's how, where Hollywood is. The Writers Guild East, though, have played to their strengths of being a smaller, leaner, meaner organization, so to speak. And they have been, t- they have been deliberately picketing shows and either shutting them down or having Teamsters not crossing them or just shuttering them for a few hours here and there and then going back and doing it again and again. One of the advantages, of course, they have is they're doing this in New York City, where it's incredibly easy to get around if you kind of put your mind to it. So they can quickly jump on a subway or a bus or even a bike and just with their placards get from one location to the other. Unlike, say, Los Angeles, where you have to travel miles to get from one studio lot to another. So that impact is happening very, very quickly. There are also what's happening now increasingly, and I had an exclusive story on it yesterday on Deadline, is that you're seeing showrunners and creators now saying, you know what, I'm not going to do this. A showrunner is basically the lead writer on the show who also is kind of the producer and organizer of the show often the creator to be honest at least for the first season or so what is happening here is so when you're a showrunner you fall into what's w called wga duties as a writer but also non-wga duties which the studios are insisting these writers perform under under sometimes benign but still threat of being fired or replaced but increasingly a number of these so-called hyphenates are just walking off and saying no we're not going to do this anymore in the case of some of them like Seth MacFarlane, the creator, the Oscar host and, and multi-Emmy nominee and creator of Family Guy and American Dad and a number of other shows, he has said, I'm not doing this anymore and neither are my showrunners. One last thing that happened, uh, late, earlier, late last week and earlier this week, letters started going out from the studios to people, to, saying, to showrunners saying, we expect you to perform these duties, and then also, with kind of, again, a little bit of a threat, and then also to people who have what are called overall deals with the studios. A lot of those people are now seeing their deals suspended for the duration of the strike, and there's rumors that in a little while, some of those people could see those deals just ultimately just discontinued. Yeah, so there's quite quite a lot at stake. A tremendous amount at stake. And then you further that, which is, you know, the writers went on strike as of 12.01 a.m. Pacific on May 2nd. Eight days later, the Directors Guild of America began their negotiations with the studios. Now, typically, the studios work on a divide-and-conquer method. They usually actually talk to the Directors Guild first, try to get a a, a nice but softer deal with them, because they're not as militant as the Writers Guild, and then they kind of set the tone. This time, it went a little differently. A lot of people are looking at the Directors Guild to see where they're going to go. Back in 2007, 2008, when the last writer's strike hit, uh, hit Hollywood and lasted 100 days, it was eventually the Directors Guild making a deal with the studios that forced the writers essentially back to work. Many people are looking to see and to hope 
there's not going to be a repeat performance this time. Dominic, can you tell us some of the big shows that have been impacted so far? Uh, oh, instantly. So we have shows like the FBI franchise here in America uh, from producer Dick Wolf. So FBI Most Wanted. We've seen shows like uh, Marvel slash Disney's Daredevil revival, Daredevil Born Again. That was shut down in New York. We've seen shows like I just told you, American Dad, Family Guy. We've seen shows like Billions. We've seen shows like, and this is another thing, what's happening now, just started yesterday, the Writers Guild are expanding their, their reach out of New York and L.A., and so they're expanding it to shows that are shot in Philadelphia or Chicago or Boston or, or San Francisco. So you're seeing shows go down there as well. Now, I learned a very important thing last week because sometimes people refer to a show being shut down. A show being shut down is actually a legal term, and it actually means that basically everyone is sent home for the day. That has happened on several occasions, but on the majority of occasions, it's more accurate to say shows have been halted or shuttered for a few hours, specifically involving the action from the Teamsters. Teamsters, of course, are the people who drive the trucks and all that kind of thing in America for all sorts of industries, but also for Hollywood among them. Teamsters, unique among any union in America, have a special clause in their contract. All unions basically have a clause that says no strike, which basically means just because one union striking doesn't mean you have to. You might be sympathetic to them, but it doesn't mean you have to strike. But the Teamsters have a clause where an individual Teamster, and these are the people who bring all the, all the equipment onto the sets, onto the studios. The individual Teamster can drive up, he can see a picket line, and if he can make what's called an individual moral judgment not to cross that picket line. And there is no repercussions against him whatsoever. And increasingly, because the Teamsters leadership are backing the WGA so strongly here in America, you're seeing more and more Teamsters do this. So just, just the other day, in fact, we also see this now spreading to Broadway. So the Tony Awards, yes. which really are, after the Oscars and the Emmys, the third biggest award show in America, they're not going to be televised now in the middle of June. That's over. The, the, the producers of that show sought a special waiver from the Writers Guild. And the Writers Guild said no. So CBS had to close the show. Now there might be a press conference, which is how a couple of award shows went back in 2008. Or they might just kind of, you know, send out a press release. So those, that impact is happening. Increasingly, too, what you're seeing is shows where there have been shutdowns of shows that are kind of in production. And by what I mean is this is, let's say you have a television show that's got a 20-episode order which is increasingly rare outside of network television here in America. But they've only written the scripts for 17 of them as of May 2nd. So let's say they're on episode 15, so they've got about two more episodes they can film, and then they can't do anything. They're stuck, and they're not finished their season. So what's either going to happen is abbreviated seasons will eventually be shown, or if you have increasingly things like showrunners and producers and other people not, not showing up for work or refusing to work, you're increasingly going to see those shows will just butter to a halt. Yeah, it's going to work. There's so many moving parts to this, Dominic. Uh, I, I mean, I can remember the last the last strike and all of a sudden your favourite show was on hiatus was what would come up on your streaming yeah. service. You know, it was like, well, it might come back, it might not. We might know what happens in the end. Well, I mean, there, and here's an, there's, two, there's, there's two factors that are going to kick in next week, this coming week, actually, which is one, here in America, this is the week called the upfronts. And the upfronts is when the networks and some of the streamers like Netflix and others they go and they talk to advertisers now that Netflix has an advertising tier here in America and what have you. And they say, look, you, you should be with us because we've got all these great shows and they're doing this. They're going to be so great and this and that. CBS isn't doing one. Netflix closed theirs down. Other ones have been going down quickly. So what's supposed to have been a big, a big hoopla in New York for the advertisers is turning into kind of a, a whimper, not even not barely a, and certainly not a bang. The other thing that's happened is the politicians are getting involved. 
So we've already seen a number of high-profile Democratic politicians showing up on the picket lines, some of whom are obviously aspiring to higher office. But we've now seen President Biden weigh in, saying he thinks the writers should get a fair strike, a fair, a fair deal, which, you know, we were all waiting for, because let's be honest, Uncle Joe is pretty pro, pro-union. But he was very explicit about it. And now you're seeing this escalate within the powers that be in the Democratic Party. You're also seeing the governor of California talking about it. You're seeing the mayor of L.A. talking about it. So larger forces are at play, because, of course, especially here in L.A. County, while entertainment is one of the biggest industries here, its true reach is everyone else. So it's the guy who supplies the plastic red cups that they use on the food carts. Yeah. It's the guy who has a, or the lady who has a dry cleaning business. It's a person who does things like cleans the carpets that they use on the sets for the house for whatever show there is. All those people are increasingly starting to see their, their, their uh, vend- known as vendors, they're increasingly starting to see their jobs disappear. Yeah. And then, you know, you're going to start seeing a big impact. In 2008, it was estimated that the writer's strike, which lasted 100 days, has cost the Los Angeles County $2 billion. For more from the Sunday session with Francesca Rudkin, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9 a.m. Sunday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.